Once again, to yet another episode of Gillen Roscoe's Bodacious Horror Podcast. I, as ever, Mr. Roscoe Vacant, I'm joined once again by my dear friend and most bodacious of colleagues, Mr. Gil Rokotansky. Gil, how the devil are you, my friend? I'm fine and dandy. You're fine and dandy? Always dandy. Always dandy. Ah, dandy high woman. Who I'm too scared to mention. You spend yeah. your cash on looking flash and grabbing your attention. No, grabbing your attention. Oh, grabbing my attention. Wouldn't need to go. grab my own attention. Yes, so <laughs> you, you, you grab your attention. I grab my own attention off. every time I walk past a shiny surface. You go, oh, who's that handsome devil? <laughs> I would. So are you well, my friend? What's been happening? Uh, not much has been happening because it's getting wintry here. Uh-huh. Oh, spooky. So you don't leave the house in the winter? I, I don't leave the house, so <laughs> not really been much of an issue. So are you, are you hibernating? Have you got your uh, podcasting slanket on? I'm actually sitting on my slanket, but not in my slanket. Oh, you've, you're underappreciating the slanket. Bit of variation. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> you know, fair enough. Um, which, when I do put it on, which will actually probably happen within the next 10 minutes, should I uh-huh. put it on the blue side out or the red side out? Red side out, and the other thing to say is you that's not this week's quiz. You said that you you said that you were going to start intoning uh, like Obi Wan, but you uh, you didn't. Yeah. So you need to do that at some point in the near future. Yeah, I'll I'll work on it. <laughs> oh, so speaking of uh, Obi Wan, um, <laughs> the Force Awakens. What do we think of this a title? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, the Force is already awake, isn't it? It's a fucking stupid title. Well, Force perhaps Pods. not. Perhaps <laughs> the, the Force was awakened at the end and the Jedi Order fell to, fell to crap. And uh... No, the the Force uh, surrounds all living things. And ah. That's what Yoda said. So the Force is already awake. Unless the Force is going to like become a character. <laughs> like fucking... All the midi-chlorians all gather together and create a being. Like, like La Force from Mole Rats. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Um, very cool. And what do you I think? See, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I saw, the, I saw they were talking about uh, Sith, uh, kind of Spanish Inquisition-type characters. Uh, I quite like the idea of that. Um, so I'm, man, I like the title. I think people complain about things like that, regardless of whether it's, uh, it's hard to please people. And I mean, the Phantom Menace itself is a, a kind of B movie type name. But I mean, you can look at the other three and A New Hope. I mean, you know, Empire Strikes Back. They're not exactly great titles. Yeah, uh, they they only become great in the context of greatness and. Um, if the Phantom Menace had been an amazing film, then maybe it would have 
Maybe that would have made sense. Are you saying so, The Phantom Menace is not an amazing film? <laughs> You're up for controversy tonight, I can tell. Yeah. You've got your fighting trousers on. Yeah, we've got an interview with Jake Lloyd later on. <laughs> right, okay, good news, good news. We're going to be um, asking him how much that burger does cost, <laughs> whether it does come with large fries. Absolutely. Um. Oh yeah, and I was going to say, we... Uh, got news this week that uh, a film that we uh, well, we've been talking about nearly 18 months ago now, we interviewed uh, the director Trevor Yinger, uh, the director of Coyote, uh, which starred Bevel Burst Jr. And we got word this week that it's actually secured distribution. Yep. So it's due to be released on December the 18th. I don't know if that's just a US release or a worldwide release, but that's really great news and Obviously, we get we get word from Bill that uh, I don't know if we can say this, but we can we say it? I don't know. You can say it if you want. Well, I'll say it. But um, Bill had said that we were very helpful in getting uh, securing distribution for them. So it's all our fault. So that's amazing. So really, really great to to see a film like that getting uh, getting distribution. It was an interesting movie and definitely one that people should revisit. The uh, episode, I don't remember what one it was offhand, but um, we also interviewed Matthias Hona uh, in that episode. So worth uh, worth getting a look at if you can if you can find it. Um, yeah. And obviously from December the eighteenth, you'll be able to you'll be able to pick that film up um, and and get a look at it. It's episode forty six. It's called Coyote versus Zombies, uh, and it's a double interview special um, with. Uh, Matthias Hona and uh, Trevor Younger. So check that out if you haven't heard it. You and you were just telling me before we started recording about uh-huh. another piece of news. That I already know about what you were saying. Oh, we have to talk about this. So, oh. what is the other piece of news? Oh, uh. this, is bad. this is bad news. <laughs> uh, it might, it might be good news. Who knows? The Evil Dead TV series. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. No. So stars, stars have commissioned a, uh, an Evil Dead. Uh, TV series that that's going to include obviously Sam Raimi and uh, it's going to be helmed by Sam Raimi as far as I know um, with Bruce Campbell involved. Yeah, and it's going to be Ash versus a plague of deadites. That doesn't sound like just a fucking boring other zombie program, does it? <laughs> It certainly does. Yes. You're, you're not excited. I was, I'm quite surprised. I expected you to be to be a bit pumped. What about a new TV show from the people that brought us Spartacus? Well, fair point. And the director who brought you Spider-Man 3. Yes. <laughs> fair point. I'm, I'll watch it when it comes on, obviously. Yep. But I'm really not all that fussed. I sure. mean, as much as I liked the... From Dust Till Dawn TV series, uh-huh. I haven't rewatched any of it. Sure, you know it just kind of happened. And I was like, oh yeah, that was all right. So that was on that was an Elray. Was that actually available on Netflix or anything like that, or was it has it uh-huh. been made online? Yeah, it was a Netflix exclusive, so it would it would appear each episode just uh-huh. after it had been shown on the Elray network. There we go. Very cool. Well, at least for the UK, that's how. Netflix showed it. There we go. Very cool. But yeah, I take it you haven't watched it. 
I haven't watched it. No, I've been uh, spending my time far more productively watching another great show on the L Ray Network. Um, that's uh, Lucha Underground. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> incredibly staged uh, American version of Lucha uh, Libre, so that's been fun. Yeah. With intergender wrestling, would you believe? Oh, well, there you go. Sounds... <laughs> it's very, uh, what's the word? Forward thinking. Forward thinking is certainly one way to put it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But of course, you'll have been watching that because you've been in America, which we haven't even mentioned that you're, you jet-setting fuck. Yes, I'm back from America. I'll take it you'll know when you're present then. Oh, there's a present. I love you. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know I had a really good time. Um, I was mainly there to see Sam Hain, so that was that was really good. Sam um, who? Sam who? Sam He's a gentleman uh, who starred in a movie with Jenna Jameson. It's, uh, All right. <laughs> I might have seen that then. She's <laughs> not. Jenna Jameson was in a terrible horror film called Sam Hain. Like two words. Was she? Yeah. Yeah. It was not good. It was not good. She was in another awful kind of horror <laughs> film called Satyr. Satyr. S A T Y R. Half man, half goat. Ah, there we go. It's not suitable for children. <laughs> or anyone? Or any- well, mm, you watch it couple of minutes at a time. Right, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You don't want, oh dear. You don't want to binge watch. No. <laughs> Think of the cleaning. Oh, man. So I think it's a slightly more adult movie. Yes. Right, it's, okay. It's in the slightly more adult section. <laughs> or just the adult section. No, it's not in that one. Just, oh, just right. a slightly more adult section. So it sits next to like Lord of the G-Strings and uh, similar Oh fear. No, it's... Uh, what's, a, what's a film starring Misty Monday? Yeah. G right. should be okay. Misty Mundane. I disagree. <laughs> um, but there we go. So, uh, uh, your, your adventures in America? Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, so, what's a Sam Haney misfits type stuff? Um, I bought the worst... CD I've ever bought in my entire life which was Horror Christmas by the band that are supposedly the Misfits at the moment and I wanted to throw it at the window as soon as I put it on. Did you so realise that, that it cost you more than a dollar? It cost me, oh there we go that ties in nicely to your present It cost um, a dollar Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have been enthused <laughs> I would buy it for a dollar. All right. So there we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, aside from buying terrible uh, Misfits CDs, I also went to see Jimmy Fallon. So that was that was pretty awesome. Um, but he didn't want to see you. He didn't want to see me. So my dear friend Gil, uh, Rockman Rokotansky, managed to... Uh, well, you, you downloaded the show. Or you... Uh, you recorded it from your television and put it on YouTube. It doesn't matter. Put it on YouTube. 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 That kind of is already slightly. So, yeah, the thing is, basically, that Jimmy Fallon at the end of the show walks out into the audience and starts high fiving everyone, everyone in the audience. And I'm there going, Hey, Jimmy, come on, slap my hand, big guy. And then he's like, "Ah, No, no, 
don't want to. So Gil managed to capture my moment of rejection yep. uh, for the world to see. So that's that's <laughs> up there. And and, and the resultant cur- nervous gurning. Currently uh, received more views than some of my music videos. <laughs> Just slightly concerned. If only we could monetize it. <laughs> but there we go. So yes. Um, so it's had four- five views already. Oh, oh, very good. Very good. So... Um, yes, uh, I didn't get to go to the Witches' Dungeon, which I was supposed to be going to see. Uh, our dear friend, Cortland Hull, uh, who, inter- who we interviewed a few months back. Um, we, I was really, really ill on the day that I was supposed to be there. And on that day, Basil Gogos, a legendary artist, uh, was actually there. <laughs> uh, was actually there. And um, you missed it. And I missed it. Hey-ho. Did you? Aside for that, man, just lots of boring stuff and touristy stuff and yeah and, it's good and illness and illness I watched 48 episodes of Peep Show um, <laughs> while, while in the best city in the fucking world that uh, um, <laughs> that sounds incredible I watched uh, David Mitchell be, being awkward <laughs> what did you do in America I just sat about trying not to shit myself whilst watching British comedy <laughs> amen Living the dream. <laughs> oh, so did you miss me while I was away? Uh, no, you've got Facebook. And you had the internet. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. You kept getting all those it... updates on how many laurels you'd been through. <laughs> oh, man. And Most excitingly, I went, to see, I went to see Monk's Diner from Seinfeld. So that was that was very awesome, and I got to speak speaking to uh, one of the workers there who was from Catalonia, so I was able to talk about my terrible country and our uh, our weak and pathetic decision to to vote no, yep, um, and her great country, which was about to vote yes, and eventually did, yep, and it's it doesn't mean anything because it wasn't officially sanctioned, but hey ho, hopefully they'll come, yep. Good news. Um, so, Gil, have you managed to watch any horror films this week? It's uh, ostensibly a horror podcast, after all. And <laughs> that's, that's... Just, I'm just basically telling you what I've done in my holidays, <laughs> which is basically vomiting, <laughs> to yeah. be fair. <laughs> well, you know, the other week I was getting to give my vomit updates, so I think you just got jealous. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. So, yes, so have you managed to watch any horror films? No. Or, or films? No. Or TV series? No. No, bro- I know you have. I broke my telly. No, I've, <laughs> no, I've I've watched. I've been keeping up to date with uh, Z Nation. For goodness' sake, just give it up. I really like it. You're wrong. You're you're wrong. I really like it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm glad. It's, it's got a wee bit of mystery to it. I mean, it's up to like episode nine now. Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's good. I actually uh-huh. I watched that. First thing as soon as it's available, mm-hmm. and I don't really do that with other shows. That's really cool, man. I'm trying to keep up to date with Once Upon a Time and The Walking Dead and stuff like that oh. as well, and Arrow and The Flash. A lot of comic book stuff this week, actually. Uh-huh. Guardians of the Galaxy again. So very cool. I haven't really uh-huh. watched much new stuff. How's The Flash going? Uh, the Flash is all right because it's more comic book. Than, right, than okay. Arrow, I mean, Arrow t- 
tends to try and take itself too seriously a lot of the time and you just as much as I'm still watching it, I am just kinda of thinking what a bunch of like torn faced dicks. <laughs> but uh Brandon Ruth Brandon Ruth is now in Arrow. Oh dear. Which confuses the fuck out of me every once in a while because he'll have his glasses on and you just think they're gonna make him Superman. Ah. Uh, is that likely to happen or not? It's highly unlikely. Because right. it's not playing Clark Kent. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing though, isn't it? Like, when they do that, because that's... Like, a fa- he's like a failed Superman. I thought that he was quite a good Superman in a failed Superman film. I think it was quite a brave move for them to do a thing like Superman Returns. Yeah. Because they, they hadn't done Superman Goes Away. Oh. <laughs> and then people went, well, so Superman just kind of disappeared for ages. Oh, and now he's back. And he looks kind of similar because Brandon Ruth was actually quite good at the, the mannerisms and everything. But nobody else reminded you of their counterparts. Sure, okay. But that, so, that's I mean, not my big problem with the, that film. My big you can just confuse the- everyone to fuck and just put on a red shirt halfway through. Yep. I just, I just, <laughs> I just really didn't d- like the story. To be honest, become Dylan Dog. <laughs> no, no, we can't mention Dylan Dog because look what happened the last time. <laughs> we got shouted at and called horror hipsters. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, Goodness. just for being us. <laughs> so they're probably correct. That was right. I think they were spot on. To be fair. So what what have you watched apart from Peep Show? You must have seen something interesting in America. Come on, you must. But I'm not sick. But I'm not well. (laughs) Paranoia, paranoia, everybody. Right, okay. Uh, Yeah, I watched. Well, on the plane, I watched Being There, which I never seen before. How do you know? Oh, it's a glorious, glorious, beautiful film. Chauncey Gardner. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. I really enjoyed that one. Um. Didn't bore me at all, and even though it was like two and a bit hours long, I was, you know, right with it all the way through, and it was really great. It really helped pass the time. Um, so I watched that, and also watched Strangers in a Train. Um, Had you not seen that before either? I'd never seen that before either, so I was doing a bit of catching up uh, with the old uh, classic movies on the on the plane over. So did you not have? Were you just like on a plane from the sixties? <laughs> Like most people go, oh, they, they were showing like the turtles. That, that new turtles film on the plane. You go, oh, I watched Strangers <laughs> on a Train. And... Actually, the things that were in from like that are in the cinema just now, they had one. Uh, is it what we did in our holidays, the Billy Connolly one? Um, what we did on our holiday? I don't know. It's, it's kind of like outnumbered. Oh, but it's God. a different cast, and it's got Billy Billy Connolly on it. <laughs> That. But it's written by the same people, basically. Oh, right. Like, oh, so, Andy Hamilton and somebody else. Oh, well, see, I'd watch that because Andy Hamilton's involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it was pretty good, actually, but I just uh, I wanted to wanted to watch those films, so that's what I watched. I watched uh, Resolution, which I was speaking to you about. Um, did you manage to get a look at that one? Uh-huh, but uh, we're going to talk quite in-depth about that at some point, aren't we? Right. Well, yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, I know, well, Bill, Bill Burst is in it, 
Um, but he wasn't really wanting to talk about that one in any great depth. But I think it would make sense to perhaps save that one and discuss it um, discuss it later on. Yep. Um, what I would say is definitely check it out. Definitely give it a watch. Really, really entertaining. Um, don't look at the genre. Don't really look at you know whether what it is. Just just go into it. It's on Netflix. Um, I'd encourage you just to get a wee look at it, and uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Would you agree with that, Gil? Yeah, get us watch. I think there's a lot to be said for it, and it's a really interesting wee movie. Um, So definitely recommended as far as I'm concerned. Um, Very well written as well. But anyway, short review. But uh, also watched uh, watched a documentary called Serial, Serial Killer Culture which was recommended by David Anders Jr. on the World Podcast. He'd watched it, um, so I decided I'd give it a look. Um, That's the one about all the collectors. Oh my goodness, so it was... It went. It just flew from being insanely interesting to being earth-shatteringly dull <laughs> um, in seconds. So the big problem was that they seemed to have run out of interesting people to, to interview. So they ended up... So there were some people who, for example, collected memorabilia, collected ground samples from where uh, particular murders had happened, who collected art by uh, like Sir John Wayne Gacy and things like that. And, and where pen pals with them and stuff. Yeah, well. so all that stuff is absolutely fascinating. But then there was other uh, interviews with, like for example, a band from Sweden who had recorded a song called Ed Gein. So they went over and interviewed this band from Sweden. And showed them and, playing their pish, pish, pish oh, song. Oh, ter- terrible, terrible song. And there was another another band that was a similar thing. Um, and then and, the other one only sang about serial killers, didn't it? Oh, that's, that's right. Did you see it? Or Can you not tell? Oh, no, sorry. Well, going like, oh, that's the one about the collectors and oh, the vampires. Yeah, I've seen it. I just thought you'd heard of it. That was all. Um but yeah, like the end of the Swedish one, um, they they asked them, "Do you think you would write a song about a serial killer again?" Yes, perhaps we would. <laughs> and that just that to me summarised how good the interview was. So yeah, I, I don't know. What did you think? Did you think it was? I really liked most of it, apart from the the stupid stuff where it just seemed yeah. like, "Why the fuck are you even bothering with this?" You've got people that were pen pals with serial killers. Why don't uh-huh. you? We interview them a little bit more in depth about yep. the the correspondence that you had because they touch on it a little bit and they're kind of like, sure. oh, he was quite nice in his letters, you know. They say he's going to come out to my house, skull fuck me, and then eat me. But <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, I liked so, it. But um, also, also this week I watched the WNUF Halloween special. What is that? Have you not no heard that one? WNUF. Halloween special. No. It's a movie. It's a kind of found footage movie. Um, but it's done in this... It's basically like Ghostwatch. All right. Similar idea to that. Um, so lots and lots of fake adverts. Everything has been made specifically for this. Um, it's made like a VHS tape that's that's recorded this. Uh, basically, it's, it's the premise is it's a Halloween episode of a initially a news program and then the news program then seeks into uh, a Halloween special where a kind of Craig Charles-esque character turns up. This is more more like Ghostwatch. Yeah, well that's why I'm I'm 
it's it's not Ghostwatch, but it's basically a kind of on the doorstep reporter type character goes to a haunted house, supposedly haunted house where these murders happened years ago, um, and they try to conduct a live séance, um, and. So it's yeah. Grave Ghost Watch Encounters? No, no, it's not. It's not. I would say it's definitely nothing like Grave Encounters. It's it's much better than all of those things, but it's a bit dull. <laughs> um, I think it's it's nothing like Grave Encounters. It's a safe found footage. It's presented as if you were just watching it on TV. Um, so there's there's fake adverts. There's a bit of fast forwarding through the adverts and stuff like that because they do get repetitive. But yeah. Again, I like that because it was like, well, Pete's warehouse of whatever probably would have bought three uh, advertising slots within that period of time. So it's kind of... The film was so dull that you were commending them on using some of the adverts because the guy would have paid for more than one advert in that show. That's that's the whole point of the film, though. It's kind of... It's, it's just an ode to public access TV and to... It's, it's supposed to be, I think, 1987. It's supposed to be in the, the evening of, of Halloween. And it's very silly and very well done, but it just gets a wee bit dull. Um, I, I would definitely recommend it to people to check it out. It's an interesting wee movie. I actually bought it in DVD because I haven't seen it over here. Um, I've been looking out for it, but I saw it when I was in Forbidden Planet and I thought I need to get this. Um, got so. got home, realised your DVD player wasn't multi-region, and then kicked off. <laughs> come, come! I'm sure we. I'm sure everyone knows how to get round regions, my friend. <laughs> Knocked over a saucer. Uh huh. Yeah. But no, nonetheless, man, uh, worth a look. Um, I think it needs a second look. Um, I, I might, I might be wrong in my initial kind of view of the film, but. Hey-ho. Yep. I'll give you. I'll give you a wee shot of it. Oh. Well, there's a chat up line. Yeah. Uh huh. So. He's in with that uh, dapper guy. Oh, dapper laughs. My goodness. What an idiot. Yeah, he's from Vine or something, isn't he? He's from. <laughs> <laughs> we sound like the eighties, man. We really... He's from the Vine or something like that. I ban this film. I'm on Vine, but all I ever seem to put up is random bits of innuendo that I spot on television. You used to do um, you used to do live cooking shows. Did he? You did. Oh, well, I did one. That was on Twitter. Yeah, my live cooking that was show. Great. Shake the bastard. That was me making some chili. How did you film it though? You, you filmed. Was that through Instagram or something? Or? No, just the laptop sitting next to the cooker. It's a live feed, wasn't it? It was a live feed. That was insane. I didn't think anybody was watching it, and then it turned out people had been. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. You should totally do that again. It's really funny. <laughs> I just made, need to make more chilli. Yep. <laughs> I'll add some mince and onions and carrots and stuff like that to my Amazon wish list. Okay, guys. So um, this evening, or this episode rather, we are... What well, is evening? So why are we pretending otherwise? It is evening. <laughs> I always say good evening, and it usually is evening, so I'm sticking with evening. I don't care if you're halfway to Edinburgh on a train or whatever the hell it is that you do while you're listening to a show. Um, <laughs> you don't want to know what I do. <laughs> you you told me that you don't even download the show. Well, I don't. I make it. I don't need to download it. I've already got a copy. Fair point. 
Fair point. Are you a subscriber? Uh huh, of course I'm. Oh, that's sweet. Now I know who <laughs> half the subscribers are. <laughs> Our subscriber numbers are very healthy, once again, which is good news. Yep. Good news. Uh, I'm sure it does not concern anybody. We're still here. Nobody cares. The lights are, the lights are still on. What we can't see is how many episodes are unlistened. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, guys, this week we are covering two very different uh, movies from the Southern Hemisphere. Um, so those films will be uh, in no particular order, because Gil decides these things, Housebound and The Babadook. I, I think we should just uh, start alphabetically. Okay, so Housebound and then The Babadook. That makes sense. <laughs> now, see, I, I would feel... Yes, under, yes, alright, okay. So, Babadook apostrophe The. Very cool. Okay. okay, guys, so we'll have a short break there and we'll be back to discuss Babadook, comma, The. We'll be back after this. Looking for something to fill that deep, horrible dirty void inside, then look no further than the podcast Under the Stairs. Join your host Duncan McLeish and guests as they dissect horror films old and new. No film is too gory, no film is too scary, no film is too violent for the podcast Under the Stairs. The podcast Under the Stairs can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com or on iTunes. The Podcast Under the Stairs is a proud member of the League of Extraordinary Podcasts. To avoid fainting, keep repeating to yourself, it's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. So, guys, welcome back. Um, <laughs> can you just do that, can I? You can. Well, All there right, you go, okay. we've done it. We've done it? Yeah. Huh? So they don't is. know what we were talking about during that advert. Don't, that well, was, it was mostly you just doing an impression of the Babadook. Yeah. Actually, that sounded more like the old lady from uh, Brain Dead there. Uh huh. So, uh, Babadook uh, is directed and written by Jennifer Kent, um, stars uh, Essie Davis as Amelia. Daniel Henschel as Robbie, Noah Wiseman as Samuel, Tim Purcell as the Babadook. <laughs> oh dear, sorry, I was just getting possessed by the Babadook there. Uh, Tiffany, better than yours. Uh, it was, it? Uh, Tiffany Wendell Knight as Supermarket Mum. Uh, this isn't. This is just an order of appearance. I hate it when they do that. That's IMDb, isn't it? Uh, is. There's really only two characters in the Babadook and you've mentioned. Yeah, there really so. is. There's Claire as well, Haley. Yeah. McElhinney. Um So, a single mother plagued by the violent death of her husband battles with her son's fear of a monster working in the house, but soon discovers a sinister presence all around her. So, um, the it doesn't really say there, but the son's a wee Torah. <laughs> yeah. But I... He's insufferable. I think that he's actually been psychologically damaged by his real life parents, like the actor. Right. Because look at his name. <laughs> right, let's know it. No, look at his name. Right, let's see what his name is. Daniel Henschel. No. 
Noah Wiseman? Yes. What's, what's wrong with that? It's a fucking pun. Who gives their kid a pun for a name? How is that a pun? Noah Wiseman. <laughs> he's Noah Wiseman. <laughs> so, he's a wee toe rag. Uh, that, uh, I think the idea is that he's autistic, right? I, I well... You you give your opinion on it out, and then I'll give you mine, having watched it twice now. Right. Okay. Okay. And being therefore twice as good. Twice as awesome. <laughs> well, I thought that he. Well, I think that he clearly has a lot of behavioural issues, um, and he's obsessed. The kid is obsessed with the idea that there's monsters in his house that are out to get him and his mum and he wants to protect him and his mum from this monster that's that lives in its house. It's an un, unnamed monster, there's never a name given to it. Certainly in the at the start. Um but the kid has a habit of building uh building things like a, a catapult, for example, and he's got like a, a crossbow that he's made. Uh, the kid's also into magic, so he's been working on all these different tricks um, with the ultimate aim of... Uh, illusions. Illusions, yeah. A and trick is something a whore does for money. Yeah. Sorry, that's an, an Arrested Development reference yeah, there. I think we've done it a few times, is yeah. <laughs> I think we've done it, yeah. Um, but yeah, so clearly the, the, the boy has, has a lot of issues and... Uh, He's, he's very, very difficult and he behaves quite violently towards other kids and, and doesn't really relate to other kids, but other kids equally treat him very, very poorly because he is different. And I think it's as much, I mean, obviously, a central part of this is that the kid has lost his dad. The the While, uh, while he was being driven uh, to the... While, Sorry, while Amelia has been driven to the hospital to give birth uh, to Samuel, her husband, yeah. her husband dies, and that's the f- <clears throat> that's basically the start of the the film, um, as a dream sequence that depicts a car crash, um, and that's that's the the first thing that we see. So obviously, the kid has been very very heavily influenced by that as a major event in his life, and as a result, really struggles to to deal with. Uh, other, other kids. I don't know. What was your view, Carol, on 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 Samuel? Uh, well, I actually uh, think a lot of it's his mum's fault, right? Because I mean, oh, what, the, like the film? Yeah. Well, the, the first time <laughs> that I watched the film, I, uh-huh. I picked up like all the same stuff that you had. And then the second time that I watched it, I don't know if I was maybe just paying a bit more attention to it, but. Uh-huh but she's very distant from him and they do make a point of things like when he climbs into bed beside her and he's yeah. hugged right up to her like for protection and all that and she uh, pushes his leg because yeah. he's like kind of lying with one leg like across her side and she pushes that leg off and just kind of scoots away a little bit. Sure. So the the middle third of the bed is now just completely empty, and she's lying right at the edge, just staring off into space. Yep. And I kind of got the idea from like, uh, did you did you pick up the thing about like his birthday? He she'd never celebrated his birthday on his birthday. Yeah, that was two weeks always, early. 
was it they always celebrated it on the uh, the cousin's birthday the cousin's birthday yeah. yep and you know that was it's like the mother that was horribly damaged by the the car crash and everything and she doesn't so much blame Samuel for it because none of it's really attributable to him but mm-hmm. it's the day that he was born but it's also the day that the love of her life died so there's a kind of resentment there but it's not sure. it's not like a full on resentment it's just that she herself has probably been horribly depressed for the entire six years of his life and sure. copes with things like well if we're going to celebrate his birthday it can't be on the actual day of his birth because that's a day when I will be mm-hmm. concentrating on my old husband and shit like that yep. so during the film there's several things where you think it is like that she's quite distant and there's this sequence where it could be the Babadook that's talking through her or it could just be her mm-hmm. which I thought that was really because we haven't even said if we liked this film or not. I actually fucking loved this film but sure. I thought that one of the, the more disturbing elements of the film was that at one point we've got a, a mother screaming at her six year old about how Sometimes she fantasizes about just smashing his skull yeah. off a wall and watching mm-hmm. his brains come out and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, I don't, uh, I don't really want to head too much into spoiler territory with it. Um, and it's kind of hard not to because at the center of the film is a question about what's actually going on. Which fortunately it does. It doesn't do that whole oh here's a bit of mystery, what's happening. At the end of the film, it does clear everything up for you. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a, it's a beautifully mysterious film. And mm-hmm. it all comes from the book that she reads in one night that just mysteriously appears on the, like, on the bookshelf. Yeah. See, again, again, I don't know if it was all wrapped up at the end, but, I mean, it's... Um, and, the, obviously, the book... She was a children's author as well. Yeah. So I mean, the the clues are there. Um, all the way through it, they kind of give give hints that really, the 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 mother is at the heart of it. Um, but it's it's very interesting. I mean, if you've seen the advert, um, it kind of gives you an idea of what it's like. And I mean, that the at the at the heart of it, there is a monster who is visible. And who is uh, who is there? Um, but but it's the monster all, the, is her. The monster is is her that's sadness. The, <laughs> that's, that's the that, well. That's the question. Is that the case or is it not? Yeah, and that's it's, not too spoilerific. I mean, it's, she's a horribly. It's incredibly parents. spoilerific, girl. It's but not, let's... It's, well, it's not because <laughs> I I think that this is uh It's a fairly well signposted film. Yeah, I think I think anyone who's fairly reasonable is going to go well. Is this about postpartum depression? And well, and and also uh, about demonic possession, (laughs) 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 or is it a bit of both? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) But yeah, it's a it's a very very dark film in places, right? Yeah, uh, and I mean that obviously there's obviously a, a threat to the child and I mean obviously the kid is great and he's he, 
he does a, a lot of admittedly a bit overacting, but um, he, I think it's I thought he was really good. I thought he he really did his bit, um, and she and her descent into into madness. The 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 lead uh, actress's uh, descent was fantastic. I thought it was really good and really strong. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed all the performances. You can understand the motivation, and you can understand the pressure that's going on behind behind her as a single parent, uh, going through these issues with a very challenging uh, son, um, and a lot of people being very judgmental against her for a variety of reasons, um, kind of picking apart her life and so on. Um, There's also the kind of unspoken sexual element as well. Aye, there definitely is. Because on the same day that she gains somebody to look after, she lost Uh her lifetime sexual partner. And and she's Mm -hmm. she's, uh, not fond of any sort of, uh, like, human contact with him at the start. Like, even... He gives her a hug at the start of the film and she says, don't do that. And it is almost like he's he's a part of the husband. It's not like a sexual thing. It's just it's, no. it's like just the reminder of him yep. that mm-hmm. this child represents on a daily basis just tortures her to the point that she's got a very strange-looking vibrator. I thought she was taking a phone out of that box at first. I thought, oh, she's got one of those 80s phones. <laughs> and then she lay in the bed and I was like, don't know who she's calling. Oh dear. <laughs> that's that's the strangest handset I ever done seen. <laughs> it turns out, by the way, my handset uh-huh. does not do that. <laughs> you tried phoning yourself and everything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I should put it on vibrate next time. You should. You really should. But first, I need to yeah. get it back out. <laughs> Sorry. That's. Oh, that that was. I took that too far. Took that too dark. <laughs> but we are talking about a very dark film. But I've, yeah, I've yeah, seen absolutely. kids that act like him, though. Uh-huh. Kind of made that character... Yeah, just that bit more believable. Yeah. But then, sure. but now it's also made me incredibly judgmental of the parents whenever I see a kid like that, I think. Yep. In future, I'm just sure. going to be thinking, you don't know what's coming to you, by the way. <laughs> I hope you don't read to him at night. Yep. So how many thumbs out of 12 would you give this one, Roscoe? Since we're not doing a conventional rating system. I'd give this eight eight thumbs out of 12. Really? I'd give it uh, half a pizza out of 12 thumbs. So, (laughs) I'm not telling you how many thumbs are on that pizza, but it's quite a lot. I really like this film. Yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend this. I think people should check it out if they get a chance. It's not in a lot of cinemas just now. Um... It's seems to have kind of peeled back almost immediately after Halloween. Um, so, but I mean, it's I don't know if it did it just get a limited run in the UK or playing only a few cinemas, uh, or no, it, is it maybe just in the last week that it's kind of peeled back? No, I think it is just because you left the country that you missed it. I think. Right. Yeah. No, I think it was out for two or three weeks at least mm-hmm. at my local cinema. So it got a good run. Yep. Very and cool. it's done well. I mean, it's apparently the Metacritics and all that has mm-hmm. got critical acclaim. Yeah, I've started listening to a real podcast, uh, the Mayo and the Kermode one. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know uh, that's... Mark Kermode is a very, very 
good person at what we pretend to do. Yeah, well, there we go. He's really good. He is really good. Yeah. He is really good. He's not as good as us, but he's all right. He's, boy, will day well. <laughs> so, guys, we're going to take a short break there, and we'll be back to discuss Housebounds. We'll be back after this. And we'll have a quiz. Really? Yes. Boom! Hey, Cherish. It's 8 o'clock. Is it time to get the show on the screen or what? Do you enjoy watching films with friends? Do you like to consume vats of alcohol? It's the 40s and some bitches, babe. Yeah! Me? I like beer. If you like all that and none of those artsy-fartsy films... Does this mean we don't get to go to the Fellini Festival? Fuck the Fellini Festival? Then watch and listen to Two Drink Minimum Commentaries. Every Wednesday, myself and a rotating panel of the filthiest podcasters I can muster up give you our comments, observations, and sometimes we might actually talk about the film as we class up some of your favorite films the only way we know how, as raunchy as we can. What's this movie, PG? Oh, yeah. This podcast is fucking... Not only do you get the audio, but the video that goes with it. Just listen to the shit that comes out of these filthy pirates. <laughs> you don't need to get an erection when your cock's full of rigor mortis. <laughs> fucking... Curb stomp a baby for a baconator. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is don't let Corky run Cerebro. Unforgivable. If you could stand all that, come and get your fill and your fix of Two Drink Minimum Commentaries. All the cool kids are doing it. Two Drink Minimum Commentaries is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Okay, guys, so we're back to discuss Housebound from 2014. Um, it was uh, directed and written by Gerald Johnson. His, stars, his debut, I believe. Oh, there we go. Excellent. It stars Morgana O'Reilly as Kylie Bucknell. Rima T. Weata as Miriam Bucknell. Glenn Paul Waru as Amos. Ross Harper as Graham. Cameron Rhodes as Dennis. Ryan Lamp as Eugene. Mick Ennis as Cragland. Bruce Hopkins as Officer Carlson. And others. Okay, so... Synopsis. Um, Go for it! Okay, Kylie Bucknell is forced to return to the house she grew up in when a court places her on home detention Faster. Fo- following a failed armed robbery. Faster. However, when she becomes privy to unsettling whispers Faster. and strange bumps in the night, she begins to wonder whether she's inherited her mother's overactive imagination or if the house is in fact possessed by a hostile spirit who's less than happy about the new living arrangement. You didn't speed up at all. Though. I didn't speed up at all. Dick. I was giving you no dice. Well, you're going to need some dice later on to play the quiz. Oh, very exciting. Uh, very exciting. Okay. No dice will be required. Okay. Um, okay, so, yes. So, should we start off... So, basically, the film starts off with... Uh, Kylie performing a failed uh, bank robbery. It's uh, not really a bank robbery. She's just trying to rip off an ATM machine. Um, she gets caught, and it's very amusing for the get go. Um, she basically gets put in house arrest and gets a uh, what do you call them? An electronic tag put on her and forced to return home. Hence, housebound. Look at you pretending you don't know the words electronic tag. <laughs> I've seen your family photographs. <laughs> Everybody having to stand in their designated circles. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so yeah, this is a 
this is a completely different film from The Babadook. It's a very different tone. Um, it's uh, probably a bit of a a bit of a palate cleanser after the after the Babadook because it's quite upsetting. The Babadook, <laughs> to be fair, it's very creepy. You, what um, was the word that you used to describe the Babadook? Terrifying. Terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. We didn't even say that. You, we didn't, didn't say how say bloody that. scary the film was. We, it's so funny, we do a horror show, but we never talk about anything being scary or not scary. We don't talk about good or not good. I, I don't, uh, I didn't find You have no fear. Scary, 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 scary. You didn't find it in the least bit creepy, no? no? Well, I All right. found it a, a wee bit creepy, but uh, no, there aren't films that make me feel uncomfortable in my own flat, to be honest. Right, but, okay. You know, I don't know, maybe I'd feel differently if I lived somewhere nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You know, maybe I'm just sitting going, they've got it fucking good, haven't they? <laughs> Two demons in the basement. Fucking <laughs> hell. Lucky bastards. Fair enough. <laughs> That's a completely different film and is much more light in tone. Um, so, I mean, straight away, the as Kylie's being delivered back to her mum and told that she needs to live there for however long to get cleaned out, to get sorted out. Um, our mum is saying, oh, aren't you lucky to have all this technology strapped to your legs and stuff? <laughs> and, oh, you know, she was the, the girl, the police officer, she was so, such a nice one. It's always nice to, to meet so, them. Such good diction. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Enunciation was excellent, right? Enunciation was very good. <laughs> right, okay, that's enough. Um, but her, but her mum is also, uh, like, she's, she's talking about somebody who... Wasn't she Chinese or something? Her mum's uh-huh. a bit of a da- she's like a Daily Mail reader type. So oh like yeah, she's, she's kind of uh, just casually racist without realizing it's casually racist, right, and then yeah. kind of always has this disclaimer about you know oh you you don't normally see your type being that nice. Oh yeah, I didn't even pick up on that because I did. I, I heard her saying something like, "It's nice to see one." Uh, one doing well, but I didn't know what she meant. Yeah. I just thought she meant a girl doing well, but then, yeah, now I get it. Now I get it. So as the film wears on, um, we start to hear more uh, more goings on happening within the house uh, that are unexplained. And, and one of them will get stuck in your fucking head for days. Which one's that? Hello, Moto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a weird one. Oh, the old fucking Motorola adverts. I, yeah, I yeah, loved I that. that. And the fact that it goes on for about two minutes. It does. The old Motorola ringtone. Just, hello, Moto! So, yeah, the, the Motorola... Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty weird. So, and I, I mean, the thing is, the great thing about this is that it kind of leads you in a variety of different strands and then ties all the strands together, which is unusual. It's beautifully written. There aren't... It's very well there, written. There's no parts of it that are kind of just left so there's like a kind of home invasion type thing happening there's also like a kind of um like supernatural uh haunting type thing happening there's a serial killer type thing happening and then all of those threads kind of get tied together really nicely um (laughs) by macgyver by macgyver yeah absolutely or by that little kid and uh that little kid well, in the Babadook. The little Home, home Alone kid in the Babadook. Um, so, he, he, he mentioned the Home Alone stuff. Oh, Home Alone stuff. 
Home Alone stuff in the Babadook, where he's like does all these oh, like sets all these traps and stuff. Yeah, That's amazing. No, you see, you you uh, oh, you, were, you were on such a roll, but one. So you wouldn't get you wouldn't get Mayo and Kermode doing this, or you wouldn't get Bo and uh, Jamie doing this. You get David doing this kind of thing. No, <laughs> uh, no the other two, they're professionals. McLeish would have finished already. <laughs> <laughs> Having said ten times more about either film, he'd be like, "I'm done. Uh, nappy duties spent, and then I'm Absolutely. going to take care of the baby as well." So it was actually Duncan who recommended this film. It was, and you so let we've my... got him to thank, and then you've you've got the cheek to bad mouth. And you let my nappy joke just go unrewarded, you callous <laughs> fuck. Well, can we have a round of applause inserted here? Uh, we can. Now I feel better. There we go. Well well done, you. Top marks. Yeah, I bet it really annoyed you that that round of applause went on for over a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> it did. Oh, dear. You could have it just loving away in the background. You could edit, um, you could edit that yourselves. Get a laugh track in there. Just, uh, just uh, Always be awesome with a laugh track. Tell me what you okay. thought of the Babadook again. Uh, I thought it was terrifying. <laughs> it made me cry. What, Didn't like it, girl. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your entire life? <laughs> Laugh track. <laughs> Okie doke. Um, <laughs> right, so... Yeah, so, I mean, with this one, um, it's quite similar in tone to the films of Peter Jackson. Um, it's not anywhere near as gory or anything like that. And in the adverts for this, they actually credit Peter Jackson. He gives it a glowing review, and they put him as Sir Peter Jackson, which I thought was very cool. Um, he is. Is he actually? Yeah, like, uh, fucking, what's his face for the Boontown Rats? Isn't he? Like Sir Bob Geldof. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those honorary knights, isn't he? Because, oh, there we go. Because of his service, services to Tolkien. There we go. Very good. Well, I didn't know that. But you have essentially just said that New Zealand cinema hasn't moved on since 1986. That is exactly what I've just said. <laughs> that that's is. fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I think you'll find that's in bad taste. I said it was similar in tone. I didn't say that New Zealand cinema hasn't moved on. And it was very good indeed. And I wasn't racially stereotyping anyone either. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, you were. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, yeah, the, the great thing about this film is that it's, it is incredibly well written. It's very comedic. It's got a light tone to it. It's an easy watch. Um, but there's a lot of meat to it. There's a lot of different strands and a lot of hooks that'll make you come back to watch it. And you'll like all the characters. I think that is one of the main strengths of this film is that you will... What was that? You will like all of the characters. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, well, you like Kylie. Even Robert England. Yeah, <laughs> But, <laughs> you know, you've got, like, the... Robert like, England isn't in it. There's a guy who looks about like Robert England. Yeah, uh, he's Cragland. Isn't he? Cragland, that's it. Yeah, the next door neighbour. But uh, yeah. there's, like, what was, was it Amos? Uh-huh. Her, uh, he's like, 
he's not our probation uh-huh. officer. He's just the guy that that gets so, called out if she yep. goes more than fifty yards away from the house. Uh-huh. And just when he comes back to the house, like in his pajamas. Oh yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Just awesome and endearing characters. Yep, and then he turns out to be a paranormal psychologist, a uh, paranormal <laughs> investigator. Yeah. He's just fantastic. He's trying to do the like the EVR thing. Yep. Oh, just superb, and and even Graham who really only has one scene in this film where he actually speaks. Uh-huh. You like him? Yep. Because, just because of what he says in one short minute. Mm-hmm. I like the, I really enjoyed this film because you can kind of believe that daft people like this exist. Whereas the Babadook, nobody's ever lost their husband in a car crash on their way to a hospital. This is ridiculous. Don't write in. <laughs> we'll be getting letters oh, now. Oh, go! Why do you do this to me? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Back to the film. <laughs> back to the film. So yes, it's a, a hearty recommend from me. Um, oh, you're feel- just you're ending the film discussion there. Uh, no, I'm not. I, I, I would I would happily edit out a lot of this stuff that came before. <laughs> well, just keep going. I'll see. I'll see. What, <laughs> see what you can do. I'll see what things you say. I decide to keep and which things I decide to just replace with a laugh track over the previous thing that I'd said. <laughs> right, back to the film. Back to the film. Okay. So, if you get anything that you'd like to, anything in particular that you'd like to point out that you particularly enjoyed about the film, just the the way that it did kind of throw these dummy ideas at you and all these these false trails that she would follow. Uh-huh. I thought it was really well written because you keep thinking, oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. I thought it was a superbly written film and I will be definitely purchasing this on the Blu-rays. Very cool. You know, the, cool. the lead actress in this is now a regular in Neighbours. Oh, really? Yes. That's disappointing. That is disappointing. And also fictional? Or true? No, that's true. Ah, there we go. That is completely true, sorry. Ah, there you go. Ah, well, no, everything needs to eat. Everything needs to be put (laughs) on the table. Fair enough. I really liked Eugene. And I don't really want to go into why I liked Eugene, because it ruins it. Um, Greatest appearance on screen ever. What I would suggest to people is look at the poster and look at... I think really the poster sums up exactly what this film's all about. And the trailer, again, as well, really... <laughs> it's uh, obviously with a lot of posters and a lot of trailers, you kind of get a, a rough idea. But I think this with this one, the, the poster really sums up exactly what the film's all about. So it's a kind of naff-painted portrait of the family. So it's... Uh, Kylie at the front and her mother and stepfather and then there's this kind of creepy beast with a rag over its head and like a kind of what do you say like a blanket over its head yeah that's a two-thirds scale Jesus right uh-huh <laughs> so yes so um 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the that is the cover of the that's the poster, and that kind of gives you an idea of what the film's like. So as the film kind of begins, as you you get to hear um, the mother complaining that the house is haunted and that all these things have been happening for years and years and years. And as things, as the film begins to wear on, we discover that uh, Kylie has also had the experience of things being strange when she was younger and having different things happening throughout her youth um, that she couldn't really explain or that she's almost blocked out from her mind. Um, so those wee seeds are planted all the way through. You get uh, the mother phoning in with a psychic, uh, into a kind of psychic hotline explaining that she saw this thing where, you know, like a, a, a person standing there with a, uh, a sheet over its head uh, at one point and then obviously uh, Kylie you know reflecting on those things as well and uh, and our mother saying you know you, I'm not the only one who's experienced something and we, we kind of get the impression that something going on there as things wear on with the film we discover that there's more to the house than meets the eye and that there is a history there's a there's a there's a history to the house um, that's, that's a, a dark history, and that's the reason why they're in the house, and that's the reason why they got it for the cheap price that they did. So the, all of those wee strands are kind of happening. At the same time, there's also a, a creepy neighbour who lives next door. Um, as you say, what's his name? Cragland. Cragland. Uh-huh. Um, Release so the Cragland. These things are all happening at the same time. So those strands all kind of somehow get tied together and all the way through you've got your kind of quite interesting characters you've got as you said before you've got Amos you've also got the kind of uh, Robert England psychologist type character who's trying to get to the bottom of uh, what's wrong uh, with her yeah or that's what certainly appears to be happening so that's he's visiting her uh, and strange things happen to him as well it's yeah, it's a very interesting film. It's a very amusing film, and it's you know there's nothing in it that's that that would protect, that would warn people about. Because quite often, I mean, with with these films, we do get some quite unsavoury material. But in this one, there's nothing really that's too particularly graphic. I wouldn't say. Yeah, no, there's and anything that is uh, slightly over the top. Will, uh-huh. will be presented in such a comedic fashion yeah. that it wouldn't bother you. But did this film make you jump? A couple of times, yeah. Yeah, see, there you go. Because, you know, films don't really make me jump, but I was thinking, if I was watching this with Ross, he'd jump for this, but... Yeah. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I did think that it would make you jump, but at the same time make you laugh quite a lot. So there it is. Yeah, so I definitely very highly recommend this. I think this is... Probably the films that I've seen this year, this is the one that I'd be most excited about and the one that I've kind of enjoyed the most. Um, It's won several awards as well. Oh, really? Yep. The Audience Award at the Dead by Dawn Festival in Edinburgh, the Uh H.R. Giger Award for Best Feature at Uh uh, a a different film festival that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce at all. Okay. Uh, the Audience Award for Best International Fantastic Film 
at Strasbourg European Fantastic Film Festival. So, right, so sure. I take it that just means that all the films there aren't fantastic. They just deal with things that are. <laughs> I'd like to go to a fantastic film festival just so that I could be able to walk out and go, that film was not fantastic. I demand my money back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So and I really I really enjoyed this and I definitely think this is one of the best ones we've, we've seen all year. Um, definitely encourage people to get a look at that one. And so that's Housebound. Yeah, mad props to Scoop McLeish for Absolutely. One. Absolutely. So, Gil, am I correct in thinking that you have a... Uh, I have, have a quiz? quiz. Oh, yes. dear, I'm very... And, well, I I'm excited and trepidatious. I have to apologise that... Oh dear. Sadly, this quiz does not actually involve anybody that's in the films we've watched this week. I hope there's a good pun involved. Well, we'll just have to see, won't we? Because uh, what I have decided is that this week, I'm going to give you five questions, and mm-hmm. you, as always, have to answer quickly. Uh-huh. Anyway, you have to tell me if the person that was in the following five films was either Katie Holmes mm-hmm. or John Holmes. In a brand new segment that we like to call... Holmes Under the Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for it. Okay, The Gift. Uh, Katie Holmes. Uh, that was Katie Holmes, yep. Okay. Uh, the Extra Man. John Holmes. Katie Holmes. Okay. The Idol. I-D-O-L. I-D-O-L. Uh, John Holmes. That was John Holmes. Yay. Uh, Miss Meadows. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Hard Candy. Oh, Katie Holmes. I've seen that. Uh, John Holmes. Oh no! Fucked you up with a 1976 porn film with the same title as a more recent film that wasn't porn. And Katie Holmes isn't in Hard Candy anyway, is she? No, she's not in Hard Candy. That's Juno. Yeah, it's Juno. (laughs) So, there you go. So, so did I lose? Uh, I can't remember what was the game score. I think Entertainment lost. I think think really deep down we should all just have a long hard think about what we've done. Okay, man, that was great. That's a, another another one for the bank. Anyway, um, which bank would that be? <laughs> the one that John Holmes, uh, John Holmes's ashes are stored in. <laughs> may, may his may he rest in peace. Oh, let's let's have a minute of silence for John Holmes. <laughs> Shall we have a short break, or will we just close out the show? Uh, well, we can do whatever you want. Okay. It's okay. Your, well, your guys, decision. Thank you very much indeed for listening once again. I uh, very much appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us through thick and thin. Gil, have you got anything further that you'd like to... Is there any other business in the Gil and Roscoe AGM uh, well, spreadsheet? I was going to say that since you lost all that weight, I really hate you referring to us as thick and thin. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! That is a trade in places kind of joke there. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it, my friend. Uh, I like no, I, I'm just uh, really happy that people still enjoy listening to us. And, That's uh, great. 
That's great. It'd be nice to hear from them more, though, wouldn't it? It would. It, it would. would. You never call, you never write. No. Um, um, so, Gil, you're going away down to London soon? Yes. To go uh-huh. and see Carter, the unstoppable sex machine. That'll be lovely. So, you looking forward to that? I'm looking forward to it, and I'm not looking forward to it, because they've got Unstoppable in their name, and these are going to be their last ever gigs, so that Aww. kind of infers that they will be stopped. Because I had uh, a friend of mine went to the Made of Ale thing. Motherfucker! Is, so is that their go. name? No, no. But there you go. Well, you yes, can, was... you can tell them that I said they're... I will. Lucky, I will. The lucky, lucky bastard. There we go. I knew you would have wanted to go. So. Yeah, I, I would have gone to... I mean... You're going to two shows, though, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, Shepherd's Bush Empire, which is a really good venue, and uh, the Brixton Academy, which is a venue that I haven't quite made my mind up about. Right, okay. Because uh, the last time that I went to see Carter in two different venues on the same mm-hmm. weekend uh, was Brixton Academy, but the previous show was the Glasgow Barrowlands, which I think has far superior sound. You know, Brixton Academy is home turf for them, but I still think that the Barrowlands is one of the best music venues I've ever been in. It's all the tennis balls. What is the tennis balls? Under the floor. Under the floor. Really? Under the floorboards to stop them uh, fully cracked. Ah. There's uh, tennis balls cut in half. My goodness. So. Yep, they, apparently it's an old ballroom trick. It's not like uh-huh. something they've done. But, you know, you've been in the Barrowlands. I have, if, yeah. Isn't the Barrowlands like the famous Barrowlands bounce? Yeah, but don't you think that if you could play any venue in Glasgow at all, you uh-huh. you wouldn't go? Oh, I want to play the Hydro. You'd go. I no, play the Barrowlands. Right. Yeah, that's right. Just because it that's has right. such an incredible sound in it, and also there's no restricted viewing because nobody uh-huh. can see. I think I would quite happily pay the Hydro for the payday. To be fair. <laughs> Well, if they ever ask me, I'm available. I, I, I don't know if, if John Legend's got a support act yet or anything, but hey, I'm I, I'm here. I thought you'd have a breakdown sending out the fucking Facebook invites. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think you're right. Yeah. How you, have you right. seen how many people fit in the hydro? <laughs> it's stupid. It's uh-huh. it's money over music. Whereas, Fifty pounds a ticket. It's a snap. Yeah, oh, fucking hell. I know. It's ridiculous. But yeah, the Barrowlands is an incredible place and all the best gigs I've ever been to have pretty much been there, there apart from Faith No More at the Corn Exchange in Edinburgh. I'm sure it'll be amazing, though. I'm sure you'll, you'll have a great a great. Time. It will be, and I'm especially just looking forward to seeing friends that oh, I yeah, haven't absolutely. seen for ages uh, and hanging out with a baby. Absolutely, young... Uh, young Hunter. Young Hunter, absolutely. Yep. So that'll be very cool. Very cool, my friend. That's awesome. Well, but so, you, what have you got planned? No, nothing at the moment, my friend. Back to back to reality, back to old clays and porridge, as they say. So I'm quite quite happy. It's nice to be away, but it's nice to be back. Oh, so I take it that means that Glenn Downs is looking after his cats this week. <laughs> absolutely. So, guys, thank you very much indeed once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, as ever, you can find us on Twitter at Bodacious Horror and... Game Naked Dancing. That guy. I did the reverse this week. Gil. He did. Gil Rokitansky. 
you can indeed. Um, we're also on our website. You can find everything from our Stitcher to our iTunes. And anyway, everything can be found on www.paticiushorror.co.uk. I should have done the HTTP. Like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bodaciouswhorror.co.uk and that gets you everything. Um, we're on iTunes, do a search for Gilman Roscoe's Bodacious Horror Podcast. Stitcher link and everything, the whole shebang is on Bodacious Horror. Um, and also make sure to like us on Facebook. Aside from that, we very much appreciate you taking the time to continue to listen. Um, and please send us your feedback if you can. Yes, it- well, just leave a comment on the website or on the Facebook page or Twitters or give us a video on the Vines. So we'll be back next Wednesday with some more bodaciousness. Um, once again, we don't have... Uh, we've not picked... We haven't picked any films. Did I no. tell you I met a Canadian woman earlier on who was made entirely of salt water? Really? Yeah. I met, I met Celine Dion. ho ho ho! And on that bombshell. <laughs> you can't use Guys. that now. Jeremy Clarkson's got that trademark. Really? Really. And on that bombshell. That is a lie, but I'm just hoping Ross will never use that line again. Guys, thank you very much indeed for listening. And please, don't have nightmares. <laughs> as long as Nick Ross has now uh, trademarked that one, I think we're fine. Baba Duke, everybody. Baba Duke. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself,